You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm, episode number 356. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Carcutt, the Director of SEO for Advanced Local. Having a good day, my friend? Welcome back, yes. Uh, Are you riding horses out in Montana when you're visiting the state? <laughs> no. No I would love to do that sometime, but no, actually, I'll probably hurt myself. The back's already bad enough. I hurt but, myself the first time I tried, so you're probably right. <laughs> but but that, was, was like, uh, that was the girl I was dating at the time's fault because she didn't cinch the saddle down tight enough, and I was riding along, and all of a sudden, the saddle started spinning off the horses, and so did oh, I. Go! <laughs> Might make you a little horse shy. Oh, dear. Um, yeah, I know. I was in Montana just to do some speaking for a national kitchen and bath association doing some SEO and such. It was fun. Um, it was a whirlwind a few days in and out, two days of speaking. And, uh, yeah, I really, I enjoyed that aspect of it. It was, wasn't very nice weather and stuff. So I was pretty happy to get home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, We've been but, having crappy weather, but we're not supposed to talk about weather on this show. Weather and politics are our two banned topics. If you don't recall, there you go. Okay. Well, we have a fair bit to talk about today and a little uh, you know, tighter timeline time here. So let's start with the indexing bug. Now, 
I've, I'm catching up on this. I've been overwhelmed a bit since I got back, but um, I know you've been on top of it. So why don't you yeah. fill us in a little bit? So early morning on May 22nd, we got notification from Google on their Twitter feed. Uh, it's the Google's uh, Webmaster Central um, Twitter feed, which is, you should probably be watching if, if you're not. But they told us they were having problems indexing content, new content, right? So as, as the spiders were out gathering, seeing new content being published, they could find it, but they couldn't get it in their index. Um, I, I This was really important to us because I work for newspaper sites. So we're publishing content all the time and getting it out there timely in the search is important to us. So it hit us kind of hard. So I was following it very closely and probably around noonish on that day, I started seeing them index our content again. However, normally a new site content, we get our content indexed probably within 10 minutes. That's a, that's kind of the long. Um, it was taking 30 to 45 minutes to get new content indexed at that point. So that was still kind of concerning to us. Mm-hmm. Um, but luckily it's, it was across the board. So it wasn't like a competitor was getting an index faster than we were, um, which kind of evened things out some. Um, they kept on working on it. We got, a, we got another tweet from them at 1 a.m. in the morning saying they had fixed their issue. So it, they, I'm sure that their engineers are working very hard because if you think about it, that was like publicly the first time that we know that Google was not indexing the web for a significant period of time, right? That is huge, no yeah. question. Um, but they, they, I'm sure every index or every index, every engineer in the building was working full time, no breaks for, for peeing or eating. Until <laughs> yeah. yeah. They had to get out of their beanbag chairs and get to work. Yeah. Um, and it was interesting. People were asking and Barry had posted an, uh, an article just so everybody knows that that problem will not impact any of the Google search console data. You probably, if, if, if you launch, if you're a news site or you're publishing a lot daily, you may see a dip in traffic on May 22nd across the board. We didn't see a huge dip. Um, again, it, it was, I don't know if this was just news sites or for everybody for, for our sites, indexing just around noon started being taking a lot longer, but they were actually indexing the content. Uh, and we did a little test and by going through search console and manually submitting to have something recrawled that actually got it indexed as well. So some important, some, some more important pieces we did that way and <laughs> got in the index. So it was, it was a fun day on May 22nd. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's what keeps things interesting. Yeah. So uh, just if you weren't aware or if you're wondering about what it means, it's over now. And unless you publish a ton of content every day, it probably didn't impact you too much. But it is sort of, and this is something that our sort of a next piece of this is it it, it does sort of a a troubling um, trend as of late with issues with Google. Oh yeah. You know, we both read, and I know you've got your own opinion on this too. um, Not that you, normally don't but um (laughs) uh, yeah never um on what is going on over there but uh you know from what i've seen it's it's a lot about what may be changing in terms of the infrastructure and then using the uh uh the 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 latest bots uh from or, or sorry using the chromium browser um, you know, what issues, those are pretty substantial updates they've done lately, Googlebot updating and all that stuff. So I don't know, what, what was your thought? Well, see, and I think there's, there's been a lot of bugs happening at Google over the past month or so. And there are things, you know, originally I thought they were kind of t- tied to the upgrades to Search Console because some of the bugs were happening over there. Um, but they seem to be spread across many more 
areas of Google now. There's local bugs that we've been seeing now, this indexing bug. Um, the theory is, and I've, I've seen a couple of people other than myself talking about this online, is that there's some major infrastructure change happening at Google. Because think about it, right? Google's not going to stop indexing the web. They had to do something. Something happened. They were changing something critical to their infrastructure to cause this bug where they stopped indexing new content. That's just not something that happens accidentally because somebody you know left a character in, in a wrong place. They're, they're making major changes behind the scenes at Google. Um, and they're big, complex, deep changes. You know, they could be tied to the Chromium thing like you had mentioned, Ross. They could be tied to all the changes in Search Console, but all this stuff is tying together to be, to me, to seem like a major, major upgrade change is, is on the horizon at Google. They're mm -hmm. make, I think they're making some really big infrastructure changes, which at some point are gonna roll out to be changes that we have to deal with as well. I don't know when, you know, these kind of things can take years to, to, to develop. Who knows how long they've been working on this kind of stuff. You know, we're just seeing this mass influx of bu bugs happening all at the same time. And I just don't believe it's a coincidence. No, no. And I, I think you're, you're like definitely in good company there. None of us do. I don't think it's, it's just too many all at once. Right. Um, but uh, we can hope that they're, they've worked out the biggest ones. <laughs> there's not bigger ones yet to come <laughs> yes exactly we can hope but you, can, you can't get much bigger than not indexing new content no no exactly and then that big part or that 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 one of the initial bugs where they lost a huge data. chunk of sites and index content yeah, yeah. that that's that was uh, <laughs> who's this is this really google that was so right. unlike them yeah, it's so so don't be surprised if you know later this year or early next year Google says we've changed everything. <laughs> well, and you know what gets me is um uh, is when all this is happening and and we do a lot of audits and trying to help clients out and trying to determine what is working and what isn't working and why they're not ranking and when there's this kind of volatility in rankings and this sort of it it, it definitely gives us a bit of pause, especially, well, in this case, this next bit here, when we deal with a, a client who, yeah, they've made some mistakes uh, with the site, but we've corrected them and they're still not getting back in, um, or at least they don't seem to be getting any kind of visibility of significance. It makes you wonder, you know, did they get bypassed or are they stuck in some kind of a weird limbo as a result of these changes? I don't know. I doubt it, but I've also had cases in the past where certain sites just seem to be cursed. It's very rare, but once in a while, they just, no matter what we did, they just would not do well. Obviously, they they weren't exactly publishing content that had thousands and thousands of visits because when you do that, well, you're going to get found and you're usually going to improve. Um, they're usually smaller business sites that have a difficulty being differentiating themselves from other competitors. Um, in this case, it's, uh, we're not going to share the website, but it's an insurance site. And uh, the client's like, okay, you, I've done the changes you asked, and I still understand why we're not showing up. Now, a one caveat here is we do know that the site was hacked and we fixed it. Um, they weren't showing up as hacked. Google hadn't claimed to have noticed it. Um, so there's always a wonder whether or not you know, it really had played a role yet. Um, but 
usually hacking results in some pretty crap links. Um, some, you know, and if it's, a, and it was a brand new website too. So it didn't have a great reputation to work from to start with. Uh, if it did, if it had a, a good history and it got hacked, usually those bounce back faster. Um, so yeah, anyway, it was something I, I was, uh, the listeners I was talking to John about, and I was saying, you know, what do you do? What do you do when you get to these situations? It's one of those things that I feel a little bit frustrated with because you know, we're pretty good at what we do. And when we find these situations where we just can't seem to get things to move, but we do know there's some issues. How, at what point do we just say to the client, you got to wait um, and stop looking at stuff? <laughs> so, so I, I guess the, the questions that I would ask, um, and I can ask you, you know, first I'd look at search console, you know, see if there's any, any kind of information there in the messaging about mm-hmm. any kind of, you know, manual actions or any of that kind of stuff. Um, no. I assume you did that. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I would look at, you know, if it's a relatively new site and they have a pretty small backlink profile, for me, backlink profiles is all about percentages, right? And if they got hacked and there was some, and there's some backlinks in there that is part of that, what percentage of the backlink profile overall are those bad backlinks? And then did you go through and identify them and do a disavows, that kind of stuff? Mm-hmm. Um, if you're doing all this kind of work, you, you've got good content on there. Um, you know, are they showing up for a standard site colon search and what does that look like? Cause that the cycle. And they are. Yeah. yeah. But the site colon searches can give you a lot of clues. Like I've, I've seen, you know, in, in my personal opinion, if you do a site colon search and just put the domain name, the home page should always be the first page that shows up. Cause that's where most of your link equity shows up. That's where most of your weight is in most cases. If other pages are showing above the homepage, that to me is a red flag that something isn't working right or something's wrong. Um, those are the kind of things I would look at first. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it, it's definitely, you know, we've, all the above has been done. You know, uh, there's, now the one thing about links, it was relatively, we think, recently hacked. So links probably won't really appear at this stage okay. um, in any of our systems. So. You know, there wasn't anything disavowed yet. Um, but, you know, Scott's pretty good at this stuff. He's done the audit of it, looked at it, made some suggestions, but he didn't see anything that would really spawn this kind of uh, offense. Did you guys do, I mean, even if you didn't get, did you get a notice from Google in Search Console about the site being hacked? No, I'm just going actually into see, if, you know, with my luck, it would just but, appear today. But here. if you didn't get one of those, it wouldn't hurt to still do a reconsideration quest to tell them the site was hacked. We cleaned it up because they may, especially with the, all the weird changes going on in search console right now, mm. they may not have given you, they may have like identified that the hack and you know, you know, they kind of pull back on showing you in search results when you've been hacked. Um, if you don't go in, you might want to go in and tell them, Hey, we were hacked. Um, you didn't send us a notice, but we want to make sure that you know that we fixed it anyway and give them all the standard reconsideration request stuff. Yeah, not a bad idea. Why not at this point? Yeah. <laughs> um, but it, I know a lot of people face this and it, it's often, I would think, uh, those people are ones who are newly listening to our show to try and get some ideas and, and hopefully this will help you out because it is a very, um, it's annoying for everyone. <laughs> It really is. I hate having these issues. Um, and 
again, it's not that we don't have any idea of what could be the issue, but it's still, I'd rather have a smoking gun and, it, and it's very difficult to find those in these cases. Yeah. Smoking guns for NSEO are always make our lives easier. Yes. <laughs> for example, um, actually let's, let's hold off for this. We'll take a quick break and we come back and uh, we'll jump right into a little spam rant I've got here. And then we'll go back to one of our pieces. News. We'll be right back. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. What if you had access to analytics from the most visited sites on the web? Think about real-time sales and signups from Amazon and Netflix, stats and engagement from Slack and HubSpot, all on one patented platform. That's Nacho Analytics. Nacho is perfect for details on your product design and development, instant for influencer info, and fantastic for real-time financial figures. Level the playing field today for your business with Nacho. What are you doing? All this nacho talk got me hungry. Level the playing field today for your business with nachoanalytics.com. Seriously? It passes before it's noticed. A slight rising of the eyebrows, a widening of the eyes. It may be accompanied by an almost imperceptible inhalation. The heart adds a beat like a quiet exclamation point on the experience. Within a tenth of a second, the reaction has passed, but not without leaving its mark. Someone found what they're looking for. Does your website deliver impulses to act? It can. Intended Consequences is the podcast for digital marketers who see their job as changing hearts and minds. If you're frustrated, bored, or in a rut, it's time to spread your wings with me, Brian Massey, and my guests. Find out how successful, curious, creative, and data-driven marketers are making a difference on purpose. Visit IntendedPodcast.com or find us where you get your podcasts. Intended Consequences, marketing on purpose. There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business podcast network. We can target and place your... If you've got a passion for pumpkin, you've got to get to Dunkin' and pick these up. Our new pumpkin cream cold brew. Smooth, bold cold brew topped with velvety pumpkin cream cold foam. And our delicious pumpkin spice signature latte. Rich espresso topped with whipped cream, caramel drizzle, and cinnamon sugar. And our perfectly pumpkin donuts, munchkins, treats, pumpkin muffins, and more. That's how we pumpkin at Dunkin'. Pick your pumpkin at Dunkin', like our new pumpkin cream cold brew, pumpkin spice signature latte, and our perfectly pumpkin treats. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Exclusions apply. Message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content. Hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Thanks to an exclusive private offer available for a very limited number of companies. But you must act fast. Email brasco at wmr.fm and get your message delivered now. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress. Powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, 
WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on WebmasterRadio.fm, hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO for Advanced Local, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. So on another uh, example here, uh, one of our, our clients, actually a brand new one, um, they were puzzled why they weren't ranking, and they were currently using an SEO, and that person apparently done some um, uh, disavowing of some bad links they know they had done in the past, uh, that okay, well, that's a bit of a flag. So, all right. Um, and I decided, well, obviously, we need to do a, a deeper look. You're laughing. You saw it, did you? <laughs> no, I haven't. I was coughing. I was oh, trying okay. To hide it. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I, I can't again, I can't share it. I'm sorry, listeners, but um, well, we'll describe it. Um, but if you click on one of those links, John, you'll get a kick. Um, it is epic the kind of spam this seo was doing i cannot even fathom how you can explain it away um essentially crazy (laughs) i know like i i think he must have found a 1999 seo guide and decided to follow that um it is so bad essentially he put the name of the company and a location and made that link to a page that was all about that location and that company and then a service provided. And um, in this case, uh, I can't say what it was, but um, whatever, it might've been um, plumbing. <laughs> well, in this case, uh, this every single area in the flipping, I mean, how many areas is it covering? It is ridiculous. Yeah, there's, there's, there's hundreds. Yeah, yeah, easily. <laughs> and when you say areas, you're talking about physical locations, exactly, names and things like that. Just to make sure everybody's clear. Yep. Like so, plumbing, uh, Vendy, plumbing, plumbing, Bainesville, plumbing, Lancaster. It's it's crazy. And and then the description for each one underneath is copy and pasted with replaced text. Oh my God, it's just so beyond. And then, and then that's just one page. Jeez. And then each, each of the individual pages I'm looking are exactly the same copy too. Yeah. What's and those, for some reason, he's put a canonical back to the bad, the, the original page. Back to that's the index page? The one that you were just looking at. Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I really feel bad for this client. And she, in this case, I, I had no problem doing so. She's asked me to write an, a letter saying that now, this is blatantly against Google guidelines and, and this person was not serving you well. Is she paying it? Did they pay for this? Oh, they paid a lot. So oh. that's what she's going to try and get her money back for. Yeah, I, I guarantee there's some kind of script the guy wrote that just did all this stuff automatically. He pushed a button and created these pages and he FTP'd them up or something. Some sort of a lifetime service package he bought for <laughs> some <Yeah>. program. <laughs> anyway, bought it, then- bought it in 1990. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Then he has different different pages that target, um, let's say, instead of plumbing, um, bath in bathtub installation, um, and does the exact same thing. It just goes on and on. I mean, there's thousands of pages altogether. 
Um, and I was like, right, how is your site so big? They're like, it's not. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, guess what? <laughs> oh, dear. So, you know, there are, there are examples where, well, you know, if you have those, this problem, those, there's something hidden. Are those pages live on their site? Yes. Why? Why, why? why are they still live? Oh, we just found out. We're Okay. I'm, I'm currently in the process of getting them to sign a contract and we're going to jump in and fix it. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> fix. Delete, 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 delete. Well, that's it. It's a <laughs> massive deletion. Um, and we found another one that was hacked. In fact, when I was doing these presentations this week, I was auditing sites live, which I like, really like to do. It's fun. And found a hacked site. In fact, this person's website was ranking really, and this was an interior design company, ranking really well for Jordan's shoes. <laughs> Gosh. Well, maybe, maybe they should leverage that and start an affiliate program on the side. Well, that's what I was saying. I said, you guys, you're doing so well for this. Why don't you just switch it around and start selling yeah. shoes? Uh, but you know what astonished me? It really astonished me is these, this spam, blatant garbage that this person had hacked the site and built in was getting top rankings. How? <laughs> like it just blows my well, mind. They, Google probably, stuff. they probably have it all. It's probably all attached to like PBN networks or pr private blogging networks where they have their money sites. And then they yeah. use this kind of the stuff they spread it around all over the web with, you know, some kind of link or some kind of, you know, to, to build up their money sites. Right. It's, uh, it's astonishing. It really it's, is. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, it's not just these links were just going to money sites. It was her site was ranking well for pretty, yes, they were long tail, but they were, they were targeted and it was, which yeah. is, which is good for the money site. Because if you got a good high authority ranking site with a link pointing yeah. to your site, yeah. that's a good thing. <laughs> just how the hell did they get that visibility? I just don't get it. Uh, anyway. Um, it's been quite an interesting couple of weeks doing auditing. You should reverse engineer it so you could do it for your own sites, but make all your, your hack stuff about SEO. That way it's. <laughs> yeah. How not you know, about, but don't do black hat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, geez. All right. I, I bypassed something there. So why don't you. No, I, I put it down below. I, okay. I put it back down below. Okay. So, so this is an interesting story actually, because a while back, let me give you some history here. Um, there was a time when Google said, if you used tabs on a page, so let's say um, you had a product page and then underneath that you had a tab that had the description, a tab that had the specifications, and a tab that had reviews and that kind of stuff. You see that a lot. And Google was saying very specifically that they were not counting any content that not, didn't show on the page on the first render. So when the page was initially rendered, and you look at the page, if that content wasn't seen, they didn't count it. So all those reviews on, on a tab and all those technical specifications on a tab, they were saying didn't count. Then they, they reversed themselves and said, well, no, we are counting all that content. We understand that that's valuable content and that, that it makes sense that we count that as content on the page. So, so that was a real relief. But now what they're coming back and they're, they're updating this a little bit again. So what they're saying is, if you have content in those those hidden tabs, they're not going to use that content for search snippets. 
So, you know, to get into the answer box or any of those kind of things that you try to get into with search snippets, you have to have that content show up on the page on that first render. It can't be hidden behind a tab. So I thought that was pretty interesting and something to think, think about when you're designing your pages and building your pages and your, if those search snippets are important to you, make sure that it's, you know, um, it's out there on that first that first pass that first um, rendering of the page and it's especially important for mobile pages and we both agreed that that's insane um yeah. it, just it, because it's in a it, in a tab doesn't mean it's not important and worth being in a snippet exactly um but i think i think part of it is also for for mobile user experience more than anything because if you see that snippet and you go to the page and you can't find it until you've you know on the mobile it, from it's more I think it's more of a user experience decision for them than it is a yeah. what's important from a content perspective decision yeah fair enough and maybe they could notify them that this would be w worth being a snippet I mean Google wants this content to show, I, think, right? I think what Google's saying if you want it to be a snippet the way you notify us is put it on the first render <laughs> <laughs> no I realize that I'm just saying if yeah. they saw something that they really thought would be worthwhile as a snippet to users then they because that is all about what they are, apparently. Um, they would tell you uh, and just say, you know, this this would this is not being shown as a snippet because it's in this um, uh, accordion or drop, you know, a hidden or tabbed content. Um, make it more visible. I don't know. Yeah. I know it's dream world. I know. And and here's here's the actual quote. It says, "So what generally happens um, with content that is hidden behind a tab? We will use it for indexing." We'll use it for ranking. So that's the first thing. And then he says something doesn't make much sense. But then he goes, so um, then, he, then he goes on to say, um, with the mobile first indexing, when we when we index the mobile version of the page, it's not a problem. So it shouldn't affect ranking. But what will happen is we won't show it in a snippet. Right? Hmm. Now, did they specifically say mobile? Um, mobile first indexing. So Yeah, good. Yeah. All right. All right. Next up is Yandex Webmaster Tools. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I guess we should check it out. It's not exactly, I mean, for listeners who don't know what that is, Yandex is Russia's main search engine. Google doesn't even touch the market in uh, Russia. Uh, Yandex is the king. Um, so if you have any interest in being found in Russia, uh, you have to look at this. And it's uh, apparently this is it a fairly comprehensive webmaster tool set? I haven't well, looked. Well, well, I was looking at the article, and a lot of this came from a, a Twitter stream that uh, I, I never can pronounce her name. Alida Solis. Solis? Is that right? Yep. Close? Yep. Okay. She was talking about it because she went in, and she says some things that it has. It has an internal linking report that shows you which pages are blocked or showing errors. External linking report, which is really great. Um, <laughs> it's cool features that, that she'd like um, Google... Um, um, search console to have um, important page tracking features hmm. um, site architecture report um, which is interesting it's customizable showing crawled versus indexed pages um, removed and re-indexed pages in bulk option that's interesting um, one of the things I Nick Wilsden notes is that uh, uh, it gives you 100% of your data unlike Google um, these are good as a secondary check he says he's collected just uh, actually greater than 30 gigabytes of user journey recordings. Um, not sure exactly about that part, but that's crazy. And the fact that this is all there, um, yeah. 
pretty handy. If you want to get there, uh, check it out yourself. Um, I'll, I'll post the link in our Facebook group, but it's, it's pretty simple. It's webmaster.yandex.com. Yeah, and Yandex is out. It sounds Y-A-N-D-E-X.com. If you try it out, post your thoughts on our Facebook group for sure. Yeah, that would be awesome for sure. All right. Um, let's uh, hit on this cars.com versus cars gurus. I thought it was kind of interesting too. Cargurus.com. Um, it shows the importance of SEO is that the topic um, or the title of this article on search engine land. And when I saw it, I thought it was, it was true. At least the crux of it all. I didn't read the whole thing, um, but what? Was that, you didn't, you didn't I, read I, it? No, that's my job. Behind I am. <laughs> um, but it was, you know, if your competitor gets hit, Google, you know, Google hits it, the rankings start plummeting, maybe they did something wrong, jump on it, man. Take advantage of that opportunity to get ahead. Well, see, um, I, I think, because I've been saying this for a year plus, maybe even now, I've been saying it for over two years now, <laughs> that cars.com is the future of the model for e-commerce sites. And I've been using cars.com as an example because they build content and they they actually block their inventory from search. They don't even have their inventory indexed in search. They completely block it and rely specifically on the content they build around the vehicles um, and the, the reviews and all that stuff outside of their inventory, which is the way in my mind that any large e-commerce platform or company should be leaning towards. I mean, there, there, are, there are instances where you do want you know, part numbers and that kind of stuff, depending on your industry. Um, but I, I, I'm, I'm a fully in, what's the word I should use? Um, I'm fully, fully convinced and I'm fully behind the idea that inventory based content is pretty much, unless you're the only one that ever sells that piece of inventory, it's going to be seen as duplicate low quality content. If it's not already, um, it's going to get there very soon. So you're going to have to have other types of contents on your website to really bolster that product inventory that you have, because that product inventory is not going to drive organic search for you for, for much longer. I don't believe. Okay. At least cool. not the volumes it does now. All right. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm sorry we had to cut the, the show a little bit shorter today. Um, we do have a bunch of content for the next show though. So we'll be pulling that along. Uh, any of your questions you have on there, please do keep posting them on our Facebook page. So on so real quick before you do that, I want to get, I want to make sure we cover this cars.cars.cars.gurus.com thing on the next show is this being a teaser this week, next week, I want to get deeper because there's some really interesting insights in this. Yeah. And then by that point, I'll report it. That's good. Uh, <laughs> Well, on behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and John Carcutt, the Director of SEO for Advanced Local, thank you for joining us today. If you have any questions you'd like to share with us, please feel free to post them on our Facebook group, easily found by searching SEO 101 Podcast on Facebook. Have a great week, and remember to tune into future episodes, which are at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, every Monday on webmasterradio.fm. Thanks for listening, everybody.